0: It is the festival of Ekalb. Uh, it's, a, it's a week-long festival surrounding my birth. Uh, Ekalb sounds like Hebrew, but it's just Blake spelled backwards. It's just Woody's, just so you know, just Blake spelled backwards. But it sounds cool, doesn't it? Ekalb, right? And uh, anyway, it's just something I came up to to bother my wife. I came up with that, so she's. And uh, Ekalb always ends midnight before Mother's Day because she's so tired of it. So, so, but it's a lot of fun, actually. This year, got a a call from Chuck, at least I call him Chuck, he's actually King Charles III you know and he wanted to have his coronation on my birthday which is yesterday the highest holiest day of the festival and I said I, I absolutely, absolutely just kidding you know he calls me Johnny it's alright but no but it, it's been it's been a lot of fun I, I had a good time with uh, some grandkids yesterday and, and um, I'm thankful thankful to the Lord that that he's allowed me to do to have have my life and, and we're grateful right aren't we I just I just can't believe I'm 66 years old good heavens when did that happen when did that happen it seemed like yesterday the guy playing the bass back over here was on my shoulders you know why because it was yesterday it feels like that all right very good well last week uh, in Luke chapter 11 if you were here you noticed that we had a lot of focus on prayer and how it needs to be the top, one of the, at least one of the top priorities for the Christian life, right? I talked about that. Uh, we also talked about how forgiveness uh, and Christianity go together, like love and marriage. Um, Christianity, um, forgiveness, and prayer are not optional for the Christian life. Uh, well, today we're focusing on another essential area of being a follower of Jesus Christ, and that is serving 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 god serving one another and serving just people in general like the good samaritan which we also looked at in the gospel of luke in mark chapter 10 james and john the two disciples are fighting over which one of them would be greatest in the kingdom of god and they go to jesus and jesus says well just what is it that you would have me do for you and they said, well, we want to sit one on your left and one on your right. Is that too much to ask, just number two and three in the kingdom of God? Is that a lot to ask? And of course not, right? And so they, they wanted to be right there at his sides. And of course, Jesus gently puts them in their place. Well, actually, sort of gently. He sort of gently puts them in their place while teaching them about the importance of being servants. So listen to Mark chapter 10, verses 38 through 45. But Jesus said to them, after all that falter all, okay, Jesus said to them, you do not know what you're asking for. You don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized, which, of course, is his suffering, right? And then he say, they said to him, we are able. Yeah, anything you can do, Jesus, we can do, right? That's, that's their attitude. We want to be great. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you shall drink and they did and you shall be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized but to sit on my right and my left is not mine to give but it is for those for whom it has been prepared hearing this the 10 that's the other disciples the 10 began to be indignant with James and John well yeah right oh yeah they were they were kinda ticked off you know and they're probably thinking no no I should be the greatest you know we don't know but they're indignant that's what the Bible says and calling them together to himself, Jesus said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you. In other words, us Christians. We're not like that. But whoever wishes to come to to become great among you shall be your servant. In other words, we're going to be people that put people even before ourselves whoever wishes to be first among you will be slave of all for even the son of man jesus speaking of himself even the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and give his life a ransom for many powerful passage isn't it jesus is just this master teacher he just handled james and john beautifully beautifully Jesus is the ultimate example of serving for us, hands down, no argument. Okay? He did not come to be served, but to what? To serve. And he's our example. We don't come we're, we're not here on this earth. God didn't give me 66 years, okay, to be served, right? But to serve. The big message here, okay? The big message here is he's teaching James and John this. If you want to be a big shot in my eyes, be a servant. If you want to be a big shot in the kingdom of heaven, be a servant. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. There's this song. I'm not going to, because I don't want to run over a little bit. There's this song. Called the, I play for vacation Bible school is if you want to be great, you know it in God's kingdom. Learn to be the servant of all. If you want to be great, if you want to be great in God's kingdom. Learn to be the servant of all. Anybody ever heard that song? Okay, okay, one person. very that's great. That's great. Well, it was hard because I was the band and everything. But anyway. But something I want you to know today is that God has gifted each and every one of us for service. You know that we are all unique? As unique as your fingerprint and your DNA. As unique as that. We are all unique. There is no other you. You are unique and God has gifted you for service. There's something about you that he wants to use in his kingdom and for his purpose to spread the good news. I don't know what that is, but he knows what that is, and you can find out what that is. Something else I want you to know is that we, the church, are the body of Christ. We are made up of many different people and parts, and all of us are necessary and needed. I want you to hear that. All of us are necessary and needed to do the work of service, as Paul calls it. The work of service. It's also translated ministry. It's, the word is diakonos, so the verb is diakoneo. It means servant. Like, it's where we get the word deacon from, ministry. Serving God and others in this life, in this world, and in the church. Listen to what Paul says about that in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. It says this, And he, that is God, gave some as apostles, which means sent ones, some as prophets, so you speak for God, And some as evangelists, they spread the good news. And some as pastors, they're shepherds and teachers, like what I'm doing. For the equipping, this is why, why, for the equipping of the saints for the work of what? Ah, there it is. For the work of service or the work of ministry, for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. And there's the purpose and the reason. Until we all attain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature person to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. In other words, to be like Jesus. To grow into who he is. He's our teacher. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. As a result, this is what happens, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, and it's talking about maybe even wrong doctrines, false doctrines or false things, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, for, the, for whom the whole body being fitted together That what every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the, what? Growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Did you hear that? I want you to hear specifically, um, very specifically verse 16. This is my simple translation of that. John Blake translation. We are all needed and necessary to do our part as a part of the church. The local church here, okay? And the larger church, I look out and I see Fred sitting there. He and Larry just helped repair a couple of the security lights that we have out on the back. You don't want me doing that, right, Fred? First of all, I'd electrocute myself, right? And then the lights wouldn't work even worse, right? So it's for the proper working of the body, each individual part, it causes the growth of the body and the building up of itself in love. The bottom line is the church is healthier. The church is growing when all the people in parts are doing what they are supposed to be doing. And what is that? Using the gifts that God has given us for the work of service. Service. Which is also ministry. Also ministry. As I said, Jesus is the greatest example of love and serving. In the Gospel of John chapter 13, the night before his crucifixion, Jesus has some important last lessons to give to the 12 disciples. Now just imagine this. If you know you only got three hours with these guys, what are you going to choose? Right, you only got three hours left, and you're going to be arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew all that. So he's thinking, what do I need to remind them of? Well, one of them was serving, so that makes it kind of important, doesn't it? It's one of the last things. Serving. He gets up after the Last Supper, and he lays aside his tunic. He grabs a towel. He pours some water in a basin, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. And Peter pushes back. Peter says not happening never shall you wash my feet Lord never shall you wash my feet okay that's what Peter says and you know why he said that because it's one of the filthiest things of the lowliest duties that you can do in the Middle East not just today not just back then I mean it was back then the lowliest dude like cleaning somebody's toilet hey can I clean your toilet Peter saying, no you can't clean my toilet that's kind of what's happening here but even in today's world, if you remember when George Bush went to Iraq, and they were, he was doing the press conference, and you remember he had to zig and zag, and, da- and you know Why? Because one of the, one of the uh, reporters threw what at him? His sandal, yeah, threw his shoe. And George, he's pretty good. Yeah. Why'd he do that? It was an insult. Because it's one of the dirtiest things that you can do for someone. So Jesus gently but firmly reprimands Peter, maybe a little more firmly than gently. But he said, if if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. In other words, if you don't let me do this for you, we're done. You know, you need to find another rabbi because you're not really following in my footsteps. So I want you to listen for that. Listen, not for that, but I want you to listen to what it says, okay? I want you to listen to chapter 13, verses 12 through 15. This is after he had washed their feet. It says, so when he had washed their feet... And taken his garments and reclined at the table again. In other words, he sat back down. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? And they really didn't. Not at that time. You call me teacher and Lord. You're right, for so I am. If I then the Lord and the teacher washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should do as I did for you. You hear that? Remember I said Jesus is the example? Right here he says, I give you an example that you should do as I had done for you. In other words, serve one another, honor each other, love each other in this way, and nothing should be beneath you. Not even the feet. Not even the toilet. And then he connects the dots of serving and love. John chapter 13, same chapter, just after this, in verse 34 And 35, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another even as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. So love one another even as I have loved you. What he's saying is, love each other like that. You see what I just said? Love each other like that. Now, now I know, I think he is, all, he is referring in general to the way he loved them during the whole time that they have had together these three years. I think he's referring to that, all the things, right? But I think Jesus, very specifically here, because of what just happened, he's referring to what, what I just did, what just happened. What I just did for you, do that for each other. Love each other like that by serving each other and being humble with each other and taking care of each other. Do for each other what I just did for you. Do for each other what I just did for you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to hand the microphone off to John Hornstrom, and we're going to do something a little different with the message today. It's kind of exciting. Are you excited? John Hornstra is going to come up and share a little bit with us, and it's not just him. It's going to be Jenny Lee and Allie and Lynn. They're going to share with us about five minutes each, just about their experience, their experience, and their heart for serving. Take her away, John. Thank you. You might need to turn him up a little bit. I'm kind of loud.
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm John Hornstra, and I'm really not used to talking on a microphone. If you uh, cannot hear me, please raise your hand. I am currently a soccer coach, and microphone is really not needed for me. So uh, before I get started, I want to share with you a quick story about a, fi- about a pioneer family. And uh, back in the pioneer days, this family went to a hardware store. Family of four in this hardware store, and all of a sudden this eight-year-old boy falls into a big vat of cane syrup and he reaches out he touches his hand to his mouth he looks up and says oh lord please make my mouth worthy of this occasion i kind of feel like that eight-year-old right now so i started coaching little league baseball at the age of 18. i love baseball and love working with the youth, and so it just kind of went hand in hand for me. Uh, Many years, I coached two years of uh, baseball, and uh, I coached baseball for 24 years. I used to think that I was the best baseball coach in Leesburg, and then Pastor John said a while back that he was. Maybe we're tied for first. So... um, I'm currently coaching a soccer team, and uh, I've coached soccer now for 25 years, and I'm coaching my children back in the day, and now I'm coaching grandchildren. I've also coached a lot of great people in our community. I was president of a civic club for 12 years. Uh, They were desperate. I missed the meeting, and then I was president for the next 12 years. (laughs) Optimist Club of Leesburg, and um, We were friends of youth and we did programs for the youth of our community. And uh, that was a very rewarding time for us as well. While I was on the fire department in Leesburg, I headed up the Sparky the Fire Dog program. And uh, I'm extremely proud of that program and they're still using that program today during uh, National Fire Prevention Week. So um, I've received numerous awards throughout the years. And I tell you about these awards not to uh, impress you because I never really liked receiving these awards at these formal functions. Uh, I'd much rather be on the soccer field, much rather be working with someone with their hitting. So here at church, I teach kids college, Sunday school to third and fifth graders. I can teach for any grade level, though. And uh, I usually start by letting them talk for a few minutes. I'll ask them, how was school this week? You know, maybe they made an A on a really difficult exam that they're proud that they made the A. And uh, maybe I'll ask them about their home life. How's things going there? You know, anything exciting going on? And they might give me an answer that I probably shouldn't repeat, but what's said in the Sunday school room stays in the Sunday school room. So, um, a- after that I retired as a uh, firefighter at Leesburg and since I'm retired from there I decided to go ahead and help with the first aid station. And uh, just so happens a month ago or so we had a, a gentleman come in, I call him Joe G. Uh, he taught us uh, our CPR and our AED recertification. and. Um, He was my firefighter and and engineer, and he was a medic, and uh, he was a really good instructor. doesn't surprise me that he's he's teaching now. So I saw a need for help with security, and um, so I decided I'll go ahead and help with security. So on occasions, I'm at the front door, and greeting people. I am a greeter as well, and that's always fun. I get to ask people how the week's been, and, you know, maybe they're just getting back from a cruise, or maybe they're uh, getting ready to, uh, uh, maybe a family member's getting ready to have a baby. So I I enjoy, believe it or not, I enjoy talking with people, and that kind of goes hand in hand with being a greeter. And uh, so, again, I tell you these things not to impress you but because it's very rewarding to me. And a few other reasons I volunteer is that, as I've already mentioned, there might be a need. Where would the hospitals, where would the blood bank be? Where would our church be without our volunteers? The beautiful music that we hear every Sunday, Don and all the countless hours that he spends at the blood bank. And uh, it also brings up good emotions for me. It makes me happy after I get done volunteering. And and then as I've already mentioned as a greeter, I learn about things about different people. I feel I can help make a difference by volunteering. And it gives me a purpose. Uh, Many 12-step programs promote volunteering and uh, also gratitude. And finally, I think the main reason I volunteer is the self-satisfaction that I personally receive. And when I hear of a 50-year-old that wants to have lunch with me, and I coached him in baseball, and while we're eating, he says, Coach, do you remember that home run I hit in the All-Star game when you were coaching third base? I said, Yes, David Chastain, and I sat you on the bench, didn't I? After you hit that home run, you might ask why would you bench someone that just hit a home run? Well, he had a 3-0 and o count. I gave him the take sign, which means you don't swing at it no matter where it is. He swung at it, hit a home run, sat the bench for the rest of the game. Thank you. So, um, Also, I'd like to mention that uh, Linda Van Wass and her husband Van, members of our church. I haven't seen them lately, but I coached their son Joey in uh, Little League Baseball. Linda kept the book for me. And then later on, I coached Joey's son Seth in soccer. And I thought John Hornster, you've been around way too long. <laughs> and it definitely makes my day when I'm out in public and someone says, you were sparky. You taught me how to stop, drop, and roll. And, you know, that just really makes my day. But these are some of the reasons I volunteer, and I want to thank you very much for being here today. And if you have any uh, idea of volunteering, be sure you mention your name to someone and you'll be volunteering very soon as well. And now with that, I think Allie is our next speaker.
2: All right. Um, hello. My name is Allie. I am the children's ministry director. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll turn it up a little bit. There we go. Thank you. All right. So um, my name is Allie. I am the children's ministry director back in Kids Club. But before I became the director, um, I started out as a volunteer in Kids Club. And I had volunteered for many, many years up until about early last year, and my overall experience as a volunteer has been a wonderful and meaningful experience. The amazing thing that is that while you're volunteering, when you're taking the time and energy to help others in whatever way it is, maybe it's something simple, maybe it's something big, it can lead to to God opening doors in your life or him building you up. It can lead to God working in your life, and he has for me. It can lead to wonderful things. I think the hidden beauty of volunteering is that, that maybe a lot of people don't realize, is that when you are volunteering, it it leads to opportunities of building new relationships. Um, And, maybe it's building new relationships with people that you haven't met before. Maybe it's building stronger relationships with people you've already known. Because I can say with confidence that because I volunteered, I became more connected with people here. I became more connected with this church. Um, I got to know new people and I got to know people that I already knew on a personal level and they got to know me. And when you have that connection with people, with your church family members. You feel more of a connection at church. Than I feel like you would ever before. You feel a connection here at Good News. And because church is not a building. We are Good News. Like Good News Church is not this building. We are Good News Church. Church is not a building. Church is a ga- the gathering of believers. Is the body of Christ we are a body of believers and when you're building if you're wanting a connection at church the best ways to start is to build relationships with others and getting to know people on a personal level getting to know new people here and I think what what a better way what better way to get to know your church family members is when you are working together for good when you're working together for God for his glory I went from being a child in our children's ministry to being a volunteer. And during my time as a volunteer, I really became passionate about the ministry that I was serving in, which was children's ministry. I helped at VBS many times, and that helped grow the love of VBS that I had as a child. I loved VBS so much as a kid. I cannot describe like what VBS is like for a kid how exciting it is. And so attending VBS as a kid and then going from attending VBS as a kid and having the honor to being a volunteer at VBS, knowing that you were working with other volunteers to make that same experience that you had as a kid for other kids, that's a wonderful feeling. My time and my experience as a child and volunteer has made me so excited for this year's VBS. Like, I'm so, ex- I'm so excited. And that's because of my time here as a, as a volunteer. Um, and I love, I've, I've really truly enjoyed my time as a volunteer here. I enjoy my time as a volunteer in other ministries outside of Good News. Um, I love helping around Good News outside of my work as much as I can, and I'm able to. Um, I truly love this church. I love the people here. I love, I love you guys. And, and the reason I'm able to say that is because I feel connected here. And that's because of the time and the energy that I've been here as a volunteer, and I've gotten to know people. And um, volunteering definitely helps steer me in that direction of getting to know people. It put me in those situations. It got me out there getting to know people because believe it or not, I am an introvert and I have a hard time putting myself out there. I'm quiet and um, volunteering definitely helped open those doors and God was able to use volunteering as, as a way to bring good people into my life. Volunteering helped build the love that I have for this church right now. And the only reason I'm able to say that I love this church is because I feel connected here. I feel connected here because I know the people here. And I know the people here on a personal level. It's never a bad thing when you're working with your church family members in your church home or in your community for good, for the glory of God. That's never a bad thing. (laughs) And um, I also got to learn what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are while I'm volunteering and where I'm best fit to serve God in my church. And I'm so glad that I got to learn that at a young age, too. And all those little things, everything that made my overall experience of volunteering has made me love my job even more. The time and energy I spent as a volunteer helped build the passion that I have for our children's ministry. And I can say confidently I love every single day I work here, even on the tough days, And volunteering and helping around this church helped build that passion. And I just want to say that I can see that passion and love in many of your guys' faces. The people who help every single Sunday. They help run this church. You can just feel the love of Christ through them. When they're doing something simple. Like the people running the, you know, the people on the tech team. You know, something simple or as hard, because I can't run the tech booth, so I consider that very hard. <laughs> Things like that, like, you can feel the love of Christ through that, and to them, it doesn't seem very big, but it is really big, and, and um, you can just feel the love and passion from all our, our volunteers here, from, from the people who set up cookies, and coffee every single morning to the, to the teachers who are teaching the kids and back in Kidslope right now. I feel the Holy Spirit moving in this church than I ever have before. And I feel I feel like I feel the Holy Spirit moving here than I ever have. And I'm, I'm excited for our church. And I've just lately felt like there's been an air of excitement and hope here. And I don't think that it's just feelings. I think it's the Holy Spirit moving here. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God has in store for us. I'm excited for what God will call us to do together as a church family. And um, he's definitely among us. He's definitely with us. And um, I'm excited for what he will call us to do and for what he has in store for us. Well, I'm going to head back to Kids Club now, so thank you for listening.
3: I am Jenny Lee Hosteller, and I wanted to share with you some of the areas where I have served. I have served in children's ministry for many years, teaching on a monthly basis and helping with VBS and other events. I have a heart for the younger generation to know the Bible and the truth of the word of God. Most recently, I became one of the board members of Good News, serving as a liaison for kids and youth. Last year, I served on the search committee for a youth and family pastor. I am also on our new Fifth Sunday Fellowship team and I also serve outside of our church helping to coach a teen Bible quiz. This is in addition to serving my family and homeschooling our daughters. I had to ask myself, why do I serve? First off, it's biblical. It's part of being a Christian and living the Christian life. God not only calls us to tithe our income, but also to give our time to him serving. Our time and our money are very precious commodities, but they are all his anyway. I also serve because of the example set before me. Jesus set the example first and foremost when he came and said, I came to serve and not be served. I've also seen many other examples of serving throughout my life. My parents have been the biggest example of faithful servants my entire life, and also my grandparents. But also the faithful servants within our church, and there are so many of you, along with our faithful pastor, who has been setting the example for me for 36 years, He has gone above and beyond the job to serve and care for his flock. I'm so grateful to everyone who has set this example to me. It's also been very important to us to teach our daughters to serve and to have servants' hearts. And there is no better way to teach than to teach by example. And Duane and I have both always actively served. These are the reasons why I serve but I also want to share with you the joys of serving. There is a deep and satisfying joy in serving God and furthering his kingdom. In taking the time to teach the younger generation about the Bible and the truth in God's word, doing something that has eternal value has great joy. There is a joy in making deep and lasting connections and friendships, and walking into church on a Sunday morning and feeling that you belong and that you are connected with others because you've been in the trenches serving beside them. I have made very dear friendships this way. Do I ever get tired or a little weary? Well, of course. Do I ever say to God, I can't do that. or I don't have the time to do that, only to find myself right there doing it, because I could not ignore the persistent feeling he put on my heart, and I knew he was asking, and I needed to obey him. Is there much more I want to do? Yes, but time is finite, and it takes all of us. That's why he calls all of us to serve him. It takes all of us working together, as I felt God nudging me to speak about serving, because quite honestly, public speaking is not something I would ever choose to do unless clearly prompted by the Holy Spirit. I asked him to give me the words, but also for a verse that I could share with you, because nothing is more powerful than the very word of God. Within a day or two of praying this, and during my daily Bible reading time, This verse I came across, and I knew this is what God wanted me to share with you, is from 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 20 and 21. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit or deliver, for they are empty so convicted after reading these verses? Because how many times have I turned aside to empty things? Things that cannot profit or deliver because they are empty? Forgive me God for the time I have wasted pursuing empty things. So I encourage you today to serve for three reasons. Number one, God calls us to serve him with all our hearts. Number two, because you will be greatly blessed, and you most likely will have the opportunity to make deeper connections and friendships, and church becomes a little more meaningful when we feel connected and needed. And number three, your church needs you, because many hands make light work and allows us to do even more, fulfilling our mission and purpose of our church. I also want to encourage anyone who's sitting here thinking, I would love to serve, but my health prevents me. God is creative, and I, will believe, I believe he will show you ways that he can use you. Prayer is one way that comes to mind. Prayer is powerful, and it's vital. and It's a very important way you can serve God by faithfully lifting up our church and congregation. Just know that you are still a valuable servant of the Lord and He will show you how you can serve Him. So think about your gifts, the ones that God has given to you specifically. Jot them down if you need to. Pray for discernment and ask God where and how He is calling you to serve within the church or the community. I guarantee our church will benefit greatly from your willingness to use your gifts. I will close with Psalm 100 verse two. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. May he renew the joy of serving in each one of us today. And I'll pass the mic over to Lynn.
4: after following two um taller ladies i felt like i needed a ladder um well most of y'all know me um, from the worship team um so anyway volunteering freely giving time of your time or labor for community service by an individual or a group Um, volunteering serving those words can go together here in our church i see volunteering as sharing or giving of your gifts or your time and talents to glorify God or for the glory of God. I've heard that said through some of the other um, talks that have come from the other people, and it's, it's easy to do. It's easy to do. You just have to find what is right for you. That was also said. Um, like I said, most of you know me as part of the Praise and Worship Band. Um, and if you can't tell, I love music, love music. Um, I love the rhythm, I love the beat. Um, Even whenever I'm sitting down and I'm not up here with the praise band, um, people that are over there sitting close to me see me moving and I just can't sit still. It's just part of me. Um, But more than that, more than the playing, the singing, the listening to the worship music, that is my praise and worship. So one of my gifts, being a rhythm person, it's it's what fills me. It, I, I can, I'm praising and worshiping up here, just not as part of the band, but because I'm being filled um, with praise and joy from what I'm doing. Um, I'm allowing the words to seep into my heart and my mind, and it just sends me to my worship place, and just being up here is is just... Um, I've had other people come to me and say, you know, I just see it, I see it in your face, I see it in your actions, and it's like, and I don't even notice it. It's just what God is doing in me um, whenever I'm up here. Um, like I said, it's, it's part of my praise and joy being up here, but also, and I'm sure that other people feel this too sometimes, um, the words, the songs. Sometimes you'll, you'll hear one and it, it, something clicks and it's just like at a difficult time maybe and the words just kind of come at you and it's like, wow. It can give you comfort and hope during a difficult time or struggles that you're having. Um, it's just like Bible verses. There's times that I'm reading the Bible and you know I'm, it's like, okay, I'm reading a chapter or two and it's like, okay, that's nice and everything. And then maybe a year later, I'm reading that same Bible verse, and all of a sudden it's like at a time when I needed to hear that, and it just is totally different. And it's, well, like I said, it's just comforting and it gives you hope during a difficult time when you hear the words from God that you really needed to hear at that time. There are some songs that are like that um, that I can hear them on the radio. I can hear them three or four times a week and just be driving and just listen to them and then all of a sudden I'll hear them one day and I'll really hear the words and they make a difference and sometimes I'm driving down the road and I'm hoping people aren't looking at me going what's wrong with her because I'm like wiping my eyes or either I'm just oops sorry um, you know praising and raising my hands and it's it's like um, worship music Um, I just hope that what the praise band does up here helps lift up you guys um, to worship and to feel that hope and that praise and that joy Um, because we've said it before during or before um, we start praising and worshiping that we're not up here to perform for you guys. We're up here to hopefully help you guys um, be lifted up with praise and worship because it's all for God. It's not for us. It's for God. And um, so volunteering like i said to play with the praise and worship band it's a win-win for me um, because number one i love doing it i get to do something that i love so much and it fills me with joy and healing from god's words and then i pray that the rest of you are filled with god's presence by worshiping with us Um, i also volunteered the tech team um, running the slides that's coming up here oh I didn't notice my name was up there <laughs> um, and the music and everything and my part of the job for me that's easy it's like the person that puts it all together that's a whole other issue I'm, I'm not doing that yet anymore um, but whenever I'm back there I am I have to watch myself because I will start praising and worshiping back there and it's happened a couple of times that I, I know of that I'm praising and worshiping and I'm forgetting that I have to move the song words along. And it's like, I, I, I know of twice it has happened, it's like, whoops, you know, it's like, okay, I got to follow along. It's like, so that's one of the times that I, I can't just let myself go and praise and worship because I have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, the last thing I'm going to talk about is one of the most memorable volunteer opportunities that I partic- participated in. Um, back in 2017, and that was the mission trip to Haiti. And um, I was ready to do it again whenever we were gonna do it again, but other circumstances came up and things just uh, didn't happen. Not just for me, but the whole trip was kind of put on hold because of different reasons. Um, But I know that whenever it happens again, they will let me know because I'll be willing to go. Um, A little bit about the mission trip. Um, there's some challenges on going on a mission trip. On this particular mission trip, um, mild heat exhaustion, blisters, bug bites, scrapes, bruises, sore muscles. I think one of the hardest things with being away from my husband um, and being so far away um not understanding the language not being able to communicate with all of the people the way I want to wanted to because I'm a people person and I like to talk to people and find out what's going on but I didn't know their language um but out of out of all of those challenges um the blessings that came out of it that the trip um the blessings were just overwhelming oh it was It was all worth it. It The challenges were worth what I got out of that trip. Um, When you're away from social media, TV, newspapers, local news on TV, um, phone calls, your daily job stresses, and all the other stuff that we have here in the United States at home that we deal with daily, just being away from that. At certain times when we weren't working, it just gave me the opportunity to be quiet, and to spend time, quality time, with God. Um, For those of you that were here in 2017, after we got back and we gave a little speak, you might remember this. um, I told, talked about one time when we were in between working because we ran out of supplies, and so while they were going to get supplies and it's not just like running down to the um, Lowe's or um, Home Depot. It was a day trip all the way to get the supplies and to bring them back. So we had almost like a day off and I just spent some time sitting on like a ridge that was overlooking the, the village below and the water and it was just so peaceful and so quiet and that was some touching quality time that I had with God. Um, and just being a part of the group that I was with and the worship time that we had together. um, At one time I was thinking, wow, I'd love to live here, you know, without all the stress stuff going on. But then I started thinking, God, could I really live here? No running water, no electricity. Um, and, And some of the struggles that those people went through, but they were happy people. They were happy people with where they were. And that was just amazing to me. So whenever I came back, it's like I had a new, um, not a new look on life, but just um, a new look on how you can be happy where you are. You know, you don't have to have everything to be happy. Um, Be thankful for what you have, and just let let God take care of that and take care of you. in conclusion, find somewhere where you can serve, where you can volunteer, something that brings you joy. Maybe it will also become your worship, okay? A place where you feel close to God and, and feel, feel filled with his joy by what you're doing. Um, I guarantee I guarantee you'll come back because you will receive so much more when you give and when you serve I think after this John might be talking about what's out there take the time take the time to see what's needed ask questions okay pray about it And ask God, where does he need you? Where does the church need you? Because we need everybody. We need everybody, not just seat warmers. We need everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, all of y'all. I know almost everybody said, I'm not a public speaker. I thought, yeah, I know. Neither am I. Come on. Anyway really quickly here I, I'm not going to take too much time because because I want you to have time to go back there but there are 14 seven tables 14 different ministries there's pastoral care visiting people Roger Smith's at that table prayer team Debbie DeWitt's at that table children's ministry Jenny Lee's at that table Samaritan inn John Dragsinger is going to be at that table uh, tech team is all about cameras and sound and that Logan who you saw up here and, Ter- and Teresa going to be there. First impressions, that's greeters. The only thing is you can't have the gift of grumpy if you're going to be a greeter, okay? So just saying, you know, check your gifts, you know. Charlene, Diane Perry are going to be there. Worship team uh, for people to up here, and it's not just about playing and praying and singing. There's lots of other things involved. Joseph will be at that table. Hospitality. Um, that's Kathy Nichols, and she's going to be there. You, the coffee that you enjoy and the cookies and all of that, helping with that, that's an opportunity to serve. Set up and tear down team, Kenny Magamal is going to be there, like setting up and tearing down for what happened last week at our, at our um, sausage and pancakes breakfast. Leesburg Food Bank, Tim Sullivan is, our, um, is volunteers there regularly. Tim will be sitting at the Leesburg Food Bank table. Also, maintenance team, Ralph DiNapoli, who's right back there, will be there. That's just fixing things in the yard and helping out. Meals from the Heart, when I got back from my surgery, people showed up at my house. That's what Meals of the Heart are about. Nancy Hunter's going to be sitting at that table. And Laundry Love is a very cool ministry, Terry and Robert over here. They go to the people that can't afford a washer and a dryer, uh, very low-income people. They go out to coin laundries, a couple coin laundries, and they go with a bucket of quarters, and laundry detergent and they pay for people's laundry and help them fold it if they're comfortable with it and they're wearing these big good news shirts yeah we're, we're Christians we're a church what a great thing that is and how simple it is but what a wonderful uh, laundry love what a ministry of love and then uh, Debbie DeWitt and I were also talking about this and I feel like I need to say this okay because a lot of people have misconceptions about serving on teams quick clarification if you sign up for a team it is not a life sentence say that with me If I sign up for a team, very good, it's not a life sentence. It's as long or as short as you want it to be. It's as much or as little as you are able to do. There is no minimum uh, requirement uh, time. There's no contract to sign. This is not the Hotel California where you can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. You can, you can leave, all right? You can leave that ministry, and you can also move around to other ministries and try out different things according to your gifts. So I want you to know that. I want you to know it's not a life sentence. It's just a great opportunity, and you can move around, try different things. So don't feel like, oh, no, I don't want to sign up because it's going to be like five years. No, no, no. Okay? You can move around. But I want to end with three things, and we're not going to do our closing song because I, I, we're, we're, I want you to have time to, to move around out there. Three great people... Three things, okay? The first one is my grandmother, Lala, helped raise me, okay? She used to say, many hands makes the load what? Lighter. Many hands makes the loads lighter. Another person I have a lot of respect for, Jesus. He said, love one another, serve one another. And like I talked with you about today, this is, love each other like that, serving one another. And then the third person is the Apostle Paul, who said, that's how the body of Christ works best. When all the people in parts are working together for the growth of the body, building it Self up in love. Amen? Okay, let's stand together, and I'm just going to give you a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace now and forever. Go and serve. God bless you all. See you next week, Luke chapter 12. God bless you all.